Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next podcast. This is Mike Cleveland. I'm with my brother, Eric Hurt. We're so excited to be coming to you today and excited that you have joined us. And we're looking forward to sharing the wonderful news of our blessed Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Eric, are you excited to be uh, doing another podcast today? Yeah, I really am, Mike, because, you know, this is the message of hope. This is uh, the message of freedom. Uh, This is the only message, Mike, that's going to be able to reach inside uh, to the person that's enslaved to sin, cut their heart, heal them, and set them free, brother. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here with you today. That's excellent. I appreciate your mentioning of the inside change that happens from the heart. Uh, Everything else, is a external change it's behavior change and you know isn't that just phariseeism that's just the law and uh, the change never lasts because it doesn't come from the heart um <clears throat> eric i'm excited about our uh, podcast today because we're doing something a little different uh today we have decided to read and discuss some testimonies that we've got from some of our courses here at setting captives free uh, brother, there's a couple of reasons why testimonies are important. Um, I think of Revelation 12, verse 11, that says, They overcame him, speaking of the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Um, and so we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, Eric, how, how do you think that works, just as we think about it here, overcoming Satan by the blood of the Lamb? What does that mean? Well, that means that uh, he has triumphed over all rule and authority while shedding his blood on the cross for us, brother, and that our lives follow Jesus to the cross by faith. As we look to the cross, we follow Jesus to the cross through his shed blood, brother. Our hearts are changed on the inside. We receive his spirit. Uh, We receive power when we die and raise with Christ. And so it's all through the blood. The blood is victory over Satan and uh, the enemy. Uh, The blood is victory over our former lives of slavery to sin, uh, where we were trying to work harder to get free and never found freedom. We may have experienced a little bit of what we call freedom, but it really wasn't freedom. We were still enslaved, but uh, we're kind of up and down thinking that, we were free, but it's through the blood of Jesus Christ uh, where the enemy is defeated, our flesh is defeated, and where we rise up uh, to a new life, brother. This is what it means to be, uh, to have our testimonies be that of the blood of the Lamb. Amen. I love how you said that. And, you know, we cannot ever be accused anymore by Satan. You know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. But when he accuses us of sin, uh, because our sin was taken off of us and put on Jesus, it in effect silences Satan. Mm. Because Jesus 
took our accusation, he took our condemnation, and we are free because of his blood. And, you know, it says, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, those two go together. Mm. Our testimony are about the blood of the Lamb and how it washed us from our sins and how it made us new. And that's what we're going to read today. Uh, and so if you're listening to Eric and I today and you want to uh, to see the, the power of the cross, the, the power of the blood of the Lamb uh, in operation, that's what we're here to show you is these are people, real people who have finished uh, some of these courses and uh, they are sharing their testimonies with us. And so, uh, Eric, I've got one here to start with. Uh, that I will read and we can talk about it. And so her name is Anne, and Anne just finished the uh, Setting Captives Free Purity Boot Camp course. So, um, Eric, this is a course for people desiring to find freedom from impurity. And so she took this course and finished it. It's a 30-day course, and here's what she wrote. She said, since taking the Setting Captives Free Purity Boot Camp course, I have realized in a fresh new way the extent of what Christ did for me on the cross. So, Eric, her testimony starts with the blood of the Lamb. And, <laughs> and here's the word of her testimony. She says, I have realized that Jesus has not only forgiven me, but removed the stains of my past. Um, this is important, Eric, because if we live with the guilt of our past and the shame of it, that drags us right back out into sin. Uh, and, and, and so she talks about having the stains of her past, uh, the, the guilt of her sin uh, washed away by the blood of Jesus. So she says, from the Old Testament all through to the New, the completeness of that forgiveness is seen and relevant for us today. And then she quotes John 8, 36, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And that phrase has taken on a whole new meaning for me. She said, this study is helping me look more closely at God's word and see how he has revealed from the beginning his wonderful plan of redemption and grace. Salvation happens the moment we trust Jesus to save us when we admit our sins and stop blaming everyone else. But how glorious is what he continues to do for us every day by his spirit. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing and being in his word. We learn more every day about how great that is and how awesome he is. There is none like Jesus. And then she says, I've recommended this course to everyone I talk to because this course isn't just for those enslaved to pornography. These truths apply to everyone who needs a savior and every believer that struggles with their past failures and need freedom from their own flesh patterns right now. I'm grateful that God showed me what I needed to learn about his amazing grace. So what do we think about this? What stands out to you, brother, as you listen to Anne here? Well, that's just amazing. What I, what I hear is everything has changed for Anne. Her, her whole perspective at the cross has changed. Her past that used to used to rise up and uh, condemn her has changed, has no longer condemned her. She sees that Jesus was condemned uh, in her place, and she's been given hope now, brother, at the cross. Uh, she's experienced freedom at the cross, not just for impurity, and this is what we share with all of our students. You know, students coming to Setting Captives 3 think they're going to be set free at the cross on one area of their life. But what they don't realize is that 
everything is going to change in their life. When we receive a new heart and a new spirit, we go in a new direction. Brother, everything begins to change. And it is amazing. Just like Anne, you, you can hear uh, the love and the joy flowing out of her new heart now. And, and it's just wonderful to read. Yeah, you get the understanding here that she has died with Christ and has risen to a new life. Uh, not She's not in recovery. Uh, she's not reforming the old. She's not painting the shutters on a condemned house. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a new person in Christ. She's risen from the dead with Christ. Uh, this is the power of the cross. It puts us to death, as you said, brother, mm -hmm. and we rise to a new life. We have a new heart, new desires, new thoughts, new loves, new passions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I really appreciated this testimony from her. Um, it takes a lot for anyone to uh, in a sense, stand up and say, hey, I was in bondage to sin. I was a slave to my flesh, and Christ set me free. Mm. And he did it. The blood he shed on the cross and the power he gave me by his spirit. Mm. And that's what, in a sense, Anne has said. And so we really appreciate Anne. And uh, Eric, do you have one to read there? I do. And uh, I have a testimony from Iris. And this is kind of a long one, so we can, um, but, but it's very worth the read. Uh, this is a very powerful testimony from Iris and how she was into depression. And so if, uh, uh, bear with me as I begin to read, depression, make sure it's felt, seen, heard, smelled, tasted. Depression doesn't stay in acquaintance. It fights to make its presence known. It, it is felt in blows to the head and cuts to the wrists seen in everyday tasks left undone, heard in loud cries and sad music, smelled in dirty clothes and burnt suicidal letters, and tasted in binge foods and pills. Depression is not passive. Depression is assertive, forceful, pushy. It whispers into your ear. It is convincing. It manipulates you into ignoring your best friends. It holds your hand down the street while you cross with your eyes closed. It shows you the way to an abandoned building where you're there, uh, while you're there, uh, hands you a piece of broken glass to relieve your pain. It tells you to hang up on the suicide hotline to prevent you, uh, them from judging you. Now, now Mike, this is uh, uh, pretty, pretty dark, isn't it, brother? Yeah, it's pretty dark, um, and it shows the the cloud of depression that descends upon us and the darkness that comes over us uh, when we are under depression in its power. Mm. And and I love how you said it's just it's just a cloud, isn't it? And um, it it pretends to be your friend, uh, you know, and uh, it it keeps you in bondage and it keeps you looking to yourself. Uh, but let me continue on here. Depression d pretends to be your friend. It tells you to stay in bed and rest. But it says the same thing every morning. It tells you to turn, to your, turn your phone off um, after you send a suicidal text message. It tells you to hide in closets, cars, and public restrooms while everyone else is having fun at a party because it isn't safe out there. It tells you to walk outside of class and church service. It tells you to treat yourself but says the same thing when you have $10 left for the week. In 2017, I cut and harmed myself again, wrote suicidal letters, went to di uh, different counselors, took antidepressants, had terrible eating habits, not eating or always eating. Depression took over most of my year. 
It made me lonely, angry, joyless, filled me with fear, doubt, and insecurity, prevented attachment and building walls. Depression was and is stubborn, strong, and clingy, but it wasn't and isn't indestructible. Brother, this is what sin does. It wants to take us down all the way to death, leave us joyless, without hope, and um, with, without hope in the world, not even thinking that Christ himself and his crucifixion on the cross can save us, brother. I mean, it really brings us down and inward, doesn't it? Yeah, I really appreciate her descriptive phrases. She's very articulate, um, but she's articulating a, a, a hopelessness a condition that, you know, makes us just want to descend into ourselves and, and never get out of bed. Mm. Uh, this, I'm sure, resonating with someone who's listening, Eric, because anybody who's been um, depressed like this knows what she's going through, mm. and they have no doubt felt the darkness themselves. I know for myself, I, I was years in depression, and it was like a thick darkness that I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. So, yeah, I appreciate the way that she's describing this. Yeah, this is a really powerful testimony, and I agree with you, brother. Someone listening uh, is probably tracking perfectly with Iris right at the moment. So as we continue to read, there is going to be such great hope at the cross. So she continues on and says, During my first week as a college student, I decided to make Jesus Lord of my life, but depression has been a part of my life since I was a kid. So when I felt feelings of despair, I would beat myself up for not understanding Paul's command to be joyful always. Uh, when I was going to return, uh, when, when was God going to return the joy of my salvation? Why was my soul downcast? If Jesus came to bring joy and asked me to remain in him to make my joy complete, why wasn't I joyful? Maybe I wasn't really a disciple, but I was holding on to the teaching even if I couldn't muster the strength to read, I would listen to the Bible. I would pray all day long. I was opening up. I was even getting professional help. Why was I so miserable? <laughs> Brother, th these are things that we attempt to do. In, in, instead of looking to the cross and the completed work that Jesus did for us, we try to do, we try to go to programs. We try to muster up strength to pray all day and to read our Bibles all day long. But we, Brother, when we miss the message of the gospel that Jesus died for our sins and he rose for our justifications and that we look there by faith, brother, when we miss that, there's, there's just no power there, is there? That's exactly right. And you, did you notice how she said, you know, she knows the Bible. She knows it said, be joyful always. Mm. Um, but apart from the cross, that is what we call the killer bees. Uh, mm. Be joyful, be loving, be kind, be like Abraham, be like Moses, be like David. The killer bees, um, in, when you're in sin, when you're in depression, they have no effect on you. You know what you should do. You, you know what the Bible tells you to do, but you have no strength and no power and no desire. No, hmm. you cannot do it. And this is, this is the failure that the flesh has, that we're unable to simply do what God says to do or be what God says to be. Mm -hmm. Now, my friends listening, here comes the shift in Iris's testimony. As of now, it's been kind of depressing to listen to, in a sense, but very <laughs> articulate, like, like Mike said earlier. And, and, and you've, you, she has drawn us in 
to her former life. But listen to this now. I notice it now, but I didn't then. I was so self-focused. All of the above questions revolved around me, as if my happiness and joy were what this world is about. And obviously it wasn't. It isn't. And it will never be about me. God places us in times and places we need to be so that we will seek him. And he placed me in a church that is devoted to God, that is devoted to one another. And I am grateful for that. When I step back and take my eyes off myself, I see everything God was doing and keeps doing to heal me. I recall how one of the ladies at church came to me and said she had noticed that I, had, that I hadn't been myself lately, and she knew something that could help me. We didn't talk, uh, we didn't get to talk then, but a couple weeks later, she showed me Isaiah 61 and explained how a course at Setting Captives Free had really helped her with her purity when she was in college. I thought that it wouldn't help me because it was just a website, but I could possibly learn that I, what I already know. Um, be still, encourage others, pray more, read more, know Satan's lies. I thought I was doing everything already, but I, I decided to give it a try. I signed up for the course and asked to have a mentor, and the first time I read her feedback and how she was praying for me, I bawled. God put more people to fight with me, people that understood and have overcome. New hope. <laughs> Brother, just one lesson, uh, one comment. Uh, one time, someone came along beside Iris and, and shared that they understood. Uh, was the beginning of her having a hope in Christ, brother. I mean, that's how fast. Isn't that amazing? Uh, how somebody there alongside you can be such an encouragement. Yeah, you know, and that's what we're to be to each other, right? We're to come alongside and not be aghast at one another's sins because we recognize we all have flesh we all stumble in many ways, the book of James says. So we don't come and, and suck wind when somebody tells us what they're done or what they're yeah. going through. We yeah. identify with them. We love them. And I thank God for Iris's friend who yes. came alongside her and, and, and said that, hey, we understand and we can help. Amen. And now, my friends, listen to this, because this is the, this is the key right here as Iris continues her testimony. I quickly realized that the course was all about going back to the cross where Jesus defeated sin, insecurity, loneliness, shame, guilt, depression, and all evil, where he disarmed Satan, where he switched his fine garments with my filthy clothes, where he took my place so that I would no longer have to be a prisoner captive of her sin, depression, and anxiety. Many of the scriptures I read, had I had already read before. I had looked at the cross before. I already knew that story, but that was the point. I was looking at it like an old movie that I had watched millions of times. I thought the cross had nothing new to offer me, but oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> wow. Brother, she is seeing the cross as if she's seen the cross for the first time. And this is what it does to our hearts when we look at it over and over, isn't it, brother? Where it's fresh, where we see Jesus and all that he accomplished and all the benefits that he actually accomplished there on the cross for us to heal every wound, to raise us out of the pit, to free us 
from our depression and anxieties. Brother, we can look at the cross a million times, but if it isn't by faith, if the message of the cross doesn't sink to the heart, Mike, we'll never change. Yes, and I really appreciate what uh, Iris has said here from the standpoint of we've often talked about how in the last century, Satan has, has won a great victory in the church simply by uh, teaching people to see the message of the cross as the salvation message. Mm-hmm. So when I was six, I heard Jesus died for my sins, and I raised my hand and uh, got baptized, and, and then I leave the cross behind for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is so wrong, Eric, and we've talked about this, that it enslaves believers because they think, oh, you already know all about the cross. Yeah. No, no, no. The cross is the transformation message. Yes. The cross is the sanctification message. Mm-hmm. The cross is that which takes believers and begins to transform them into the image of Jesus Christ daily. And if we don't look at the cross, Iris's past life is what we can realistically expect. And so this the message of the cross yeah. here is, is for believers today as, as she is finding out, as she found out anew, that I can look there again today and see, oh my, he loves me. He mm. gave himself for me. He, he died to cover me. Mm. Uh, he, he was, that was, the cross was his promise to never leave me or forsake me. He wrote it in blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Iris uh, totally agrees with you, brother, because she continues on by saying the cross is the center of Christianity. Without the cross, there would be no hope. The whole Bible revolves around Jesus and the cross. It was the ultimate sacrifice. It was the answer to everything, including depression. There were many days where the lessons were too much for me because it meant that I had to look at the cross. I didn't want to look at the pain I put Jesus through. I was surprised every day I had doubts or questions. And when I would finally decide to do the next lesson, God's word would calm my anxious heart. I learned to look at everything through the eyes of Jesus and the cross. This journey was hard, but I had to surrender daily. And I learned that I will always have to do that. To wake up and to look at the snake who was conquered and killed, now on a pole, defeated. To look at my defeated sin. To look at Jesus becoming my sin so that I could be made righteous. Jesus took it all. He became my sin. And, and so now my sin is gone. He rose and now lives in me. The cross taught me that it is never about me. That when I take my eyes off the cross, off of Jesus and what he already finished, it gets depressing. If I look to this, to the, uh, at the snake that bites, I cannot be healed. But if I run to the pole and look up, it heals me. It is ugly. It is painful. It is healing. It is hope. The cross is where I get a new life free of depression. One where the focus is him, where there is joy in what he has accomplished, where sin no longer rules, where there is freedom, where there is Jesus. Now, brother, this is a totally different celebration than what she started with. And this is exactly what we're talking about, what the cross does to your heart. When the cross reaches down into your heart and you die with Christ, boy, we can see clearly how Iris has raised a new creation 
free indeed by the blood of the lamb and the word of her testimony is going out now with power because it is the testimony of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I love it. It's darkness to light. It's death to life. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a new creation. It's, uh, it's completely new. I, I just love it so much. And, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is why, you know, you and I do what we do, Eric, because we want to hear one more person uh, say that, you know, my heart was broken to pieces and cut into shreds when I looked at the cross because mm-hmm. I saw what my did to my Savior. Mm-hmm. But it was loved and healed and made whole when I see what my Savior did for me. Mm-hmm. And and how a person is transformed. It's not through programs. It's not through vows and promises to do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's through the one message that God has given us to proclaim. And so God bless Iris. And I, I love uh, her testimony. And uh, so let's read one more and then we'll finish, Eric. And I, this must be female day, although we didn't plan it this way. <laughs> uh, because I've got one more from Marsha. Uh, and then maybe next time we do a podcast, we'll have an all-male day because we don't want to leave uh, males out as well. But, uh, but this, so we've, we've had one from uh, the Purity Boot Camp course. We've had another one from the Depression uh, course. But now we've got one from the Weight Loss course, and this is Marsha. And she writes this, I'm finding the blessedness of the cross-centered principles taught in the Setting Captives Free Weight Loss course increasingly precious as food and fleshly gratification take a back seat in my life. Eric, what is the order she's talking about here? Yes, one is becoming more precious uh, and one is taking a back seat. There's been a transfer as one one time uh, the other was more precious and and, and Jesus took a back seat, brother. We see this, this transfer. We see this uh, this, these new desires moving in a new direction. And this is what happens when we, when we look to the cross, isn't it, brother? We, Jesus becomes more precious the more we look there and the more we realize what really transpired on the cross for us. And other things, including food and depression, take a back seat, brother. I love how she put that. It took a back seat. And Jesus is becoming. I love how she said that. Jesus is becoming. She's moving. She's moving and learning. And, and Jesus is becoming more precious. She's going to realize that every day. That's exactly right. And think about how opposite that is from the world. If you look mm-hmm. at weight loss courses and programs, what do they do? They put food front and center. They want you to focus so carefully on a carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's good carbs and bad carbs and fat grams and and they want you just to fix all your your attention focus mm. like a laser on food and the <laughs> scale <laughs> and this is exactly opposite this is what keeps people in bondage mm. um, because you always move toward that which you are focused on mm. uh, so then she goes on to say this the lord has opened my eyes to see that I spent an excessive amount of time thinking about food. Well, that's what we just talked about. Yes. I not only made sure that I never suffered from hunger, but I also used food for comfort. Mm. Yeah, well, that's because we're not finding comfort in the comforter. Um, and, and then she says, I kept turning to food, eating, eating whatever would satisfy my emotional needs rather than my true physical needs. Before this course, I was not turning to the cross in my need for forgiveness and comfort. 
I was turning to food. I was not willing to be hungry or deny my flesh. I didn't pray and seek the Lord or listen when the Spirit prompted me to look to Christ. This course has helped me to know what to do when I'm tempted to abuse food. Look to Christ and find peace, joy, and true satisfaction. I'm also learning to listen to my body and avoid foods that make me feel unwell. She says, I recommend this course and that you take it with a friend so you can uh, you can help each other. But Eric, the main point I wanted to, mm-hmm. to show from this is the focus has changed. Oh, yes. Uh, and so... When scripture tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, anything other than that keeps us in bondage. Hmm. Uh, That's why Israelites were told to look up at the cross, right? Look at the pole that Moses raised. And in so doing, they went from having a death sentence Hmm. to having a new life. And, And this was how God teaches us. Friends, look, look at the cross. Look, look at your Savior suffering and dying bleeding and and breathing his last for you. Look at the crown of thorns that he wore. Uh, mm. Why? So that you could wear the crown of life. Mm. And, and this, Eric, this is what changes us. Uh, it's not the world's message. Look at your problem. That would be like telling the Israelites, you know, when they were snake bitten, look at your wound. Mm. Just turn and look and see how deep it is. Mm. And and begin to discover, you know, some man-made cure for that wound, they would have died in their sin. Um, and so this is the message, uh, brother, that transforms hearts and lives. And let's begin to close here. And guess what? I am going to surprise my wife. She mm. is sitting right here in the car with me. She's been driving while I've been talking. And she has listened to these testimonies. So I'm putting her on the spot. But I'm going to ask her to close us in prayer. And maybe there's somebody listening who's had these issues. Maybe you've struggled with impurity. Maybe you've struggled with depression. Maybe you've struggled with uh, wanting to lose weight. And you've heard now from people who are being transformed. Um, Let's pray together. And I'll just ask Jody here to pray in closing uh, for anyone who's struggling with these issues. Hi, Jody. Hi. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for looking down and not ignoring our plight, but seeing it, seeing our sadness, seeing our sorrows, seeing our pain, seeing our need for comfort, seeing our need for hunger, seeing our need for to be satisfied and, and sending yourself, taking off all, emptying yourself, taking off all your, your, um, royalty and entering into our condition so that you can be a a high priest who's sympathetic one who understands the the needs and the sorrows and the difficulties of this life in weak flesh and then and then you took on all our sin and all our pain and all our sorrow and all our hunger and all our thirst Mm -hmm. and you went to the cross with it and you you hung in agony Bearing it all in the darkness, forsaken, abandoned, so that we would be loved, so that we could be comforted, so that we could be consoled and fed and satisfied and quenched in our thirst and to have a place where we could look, look and live, look and be healed, look and and experience the fullness of your love. 
And we are so grateful for that. And Lord, I lift up those that are listening today who are in agony, who are in the agony of defeat, looking, begging, hoping for some victory in their life. And I pray that they would look to you, Jesus, that they would see you on your cross high and lifted up, bearing their sin, bearing their sorrow, taking care of all of the guilt and the shame and the wretchedness of this life so that we could be free, so that we could have your righteousness given to us and our sins taken away, our sorrows removed, joy replaced for our our sadness. And um, we just praise you today. We thank you that you have done this good work for us, that it is finished and we live in that victory. We um, ask that you would continue to um, take this message around the world for your glory. And um, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.